Welcome on to the Backstretch. I'm News 5's Heather Williams, and technology is great until it's not. You know, we all run around with a bunch of devices. I have my work cell phone, my personal cell phone, my iPad, my laptop. Yeah, so my laptop. A couple weeks ago when I was out getting content for our Bristol Race Weekend uh, at Richard Childress Racing, my laptop battery exploded. Dead. Done. But my laptop seemed to be working okay until this weekend. It no longer turns on. So, little change, little flex here in the backstretch this week. Um, I have part of our weekly segment with uh, with Chris Carrier. It's a pretty significant segment. It's about six minutes long where, where he and I discuss NASCAR silly season. So, I'm going to share that with you. I'm not going to have my discussion with Austin Dillon, as promised, if you watch the weekly TV show, because it's on that laptop I can't get to. So what I thought I would do is share some of the media scrum with Kyle Busch this week at NASCAR Playoff Media Days. I was there. I also can't access that interview I did with Kyle at the moment, but this is the kind of greater media uh, scrum that he did with the print media. Some really interesting things came out of this discussion. If you haven't heard it already on other outlets, I think you'll really enjoy the conversation because he was really honest with them about what's going on with his contract negotiations and where everything stands for next year. So in lieu of being able to get to my own interview, I thought I would share that with you as well. It's been a crazy week in NASCAR, right? I mean, the Kyle Busch stuff is going on. Denny Hamlin is not going to run the Xfinity race this year because he took a hard hit Uh during the Daytona race, and uh, he's really sore. Uh, it was really interesting to talk to the drivers this week at, at at Playoff Media Day about how hard the hits are in these next-gen cars, and hopefully, if I can recover some of these interviews, we'll share some of that at some point as well. Also talked to Hamlin and to NASCAR on Fox's Jeff Burton about the switch with Bubba Wallace into the 45 for the owner's championship. You can see that right now on our website, WCYB.com. But really what's interesting about this, in case you don't really understand what's what's going on here, they give away a driver's championship, an owner's championship, and a manufacturer's championship. And they don't all have to be the same. The driver's championship goes to the driver that wins the points. The owner's championship goes to the car that wins the points. Now, you really don't see much of a difference between those two most years in the cup level. Back in the day when cup series drivers could run for run for points, owner's points in the Xfinity series, a lot of times you would see Jack Roush's number 60 car win the Xfinity series owner's championship with a combination of Matt Kenseth and Carl Edwards and Mark Martin, maybe. And then someone like, uh, I, I don't know, Joey Logano wins the Xfinity Championship. I know he didn't, but that's just an example in a, in a Penske car. So you don't really see that much on the cup level, but it's still a thing. You can still do that. You can still run in as many drivers as you want during in a car and qualify them for the championship. So the 45 car, by virtue of... The win earlier this year by Kyle or Kurt Busch rather has qualified for a cup owners championship. They're one of the top 16 teams. The 12 team of Ryan Blaney is actually not in the owners championship because they did not win. 
Rookie Ty Gibbs, who is not a 2311 driver, he's on loan from Joe Gibbs Racing. I know they're very closely knit, but he's technically not a driver for 2311. Um, has been driving that 45 and, and doing a pretty good job. But Bubba Wallace has been red hot in the 23 and had a chance before that big accident at Daytona to win and get into the cup playoffs. He had a run of like three or four straight top 10, top five races, only broken up by the road race at Watkins Glen, which is not Bubba's best discipline, and then turned around and finished 11th even after that that wreck at Daytona. So he's red hot, maybe one of the hottest drivers in the garage right now, except for maybe a Kyle Larson or a Chase Elliott. So they're going to put Bubba in this 45 to run for the owner's championship. And I think it's super smart, right? Because he's an experienced driver. He's running really well. It puts Bubba in a high leverage situation running for a championship. Then next year, if this team can get a win and qualify for the playoffs, he's already kind of gone through that. So I know a lot of people are mad. They don't really understand how this works, but I think this is a super smart decision from 2311. Denny Hamlin, I think, is a savvy businessman and has done a really good job of, of, of running that team and, and making decisions. So um, I can't get to that video either, but if you want to go to WCYB.com or go on my Twitter, WCYB underscore Heather, you can see my conversations with Jeff and with Denny about that move. All right, so... In this weird, odd backstretch edition because of my computer problems, let's start with my conversation with NASCAR Truck Series crew chief Chris Carrier about Silly Season. Several dominoes in the NASCAR Silly Season have fallen the past few weeks with Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney signing extensions at Penske, Daniel Suarez extending at Trackhouse, Bubba Wallace at 2311, and Eric Almarola unretiring and staying at Stuart Haas. So the remaining big piece is Kyle Busch. Let's play a little game here. That's why we've moved over to this wall. And let's play match the driver to the car number. We have the 18, the 45, the 8, and the 16. We have Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, Ty Gibbs, Tyler Reddick, or other. So who goes where? Well, I'm, I'm going to start out by saying, unfortunately, and I hope that I'm wrong about this. I really do. But I, I, I'm thinking, unfortunately, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that Kurt Busch may not be back. I hope I'm wrong about that. Uh, of course, if he is back, he'll be in this car right here. It's the same one he's been driving. He's done a great job. And I, I really believe our sport needs Kurt in it. But health reasons are going to come first. And I think it's going to be a deciding factor. So I'm going to go on that premises. I'm going to go with, with, for argument's sake, that Kurt Busch is not going to be back. I hope I'm wrong. Okay, but if he is, I think that to start with, I think the guy in Kyle Busch is going to come out of that car and go in this car. Okay, for colleague. I think that is probably a little unsuspected, but I'm still hearing rumors. I think Colleague has the the money to do it. I think he can pay Kurt and, and I mean Kyle, and I think that that this would be a good move for that team to up them up the ladder with Chevrolet. Okay? Well that leaves this car open. And I think uh, the, I don't think this is going to be a big surprise to anybody. And I think it makes total common sense. It's going to happen someday anyway. It might as well happen now. It's going to be Joe Gibbs' grandson, Ty Gibbs. 
is going to be in the 18 car and start his full-time cup career next year. Now, this leaves these two cars. Tyler Reddick is coming out of this car. He's supposed to be in it next year through contract, but it's been, I think, pretty well documented that Richard Childress is not real happy about knowing that he's going to be going to this car a year later in 2024. So I think uh, with Kurt coming out of it, I think it's going to shake down. It just, to me, it makes kind of perfect common sense again to go ahead and make that move. I think Tyler Reddick will be in the 45 That's that he was going to be in in 2024 anyway. I just think he starts a year early. This leaves this car here, Tyler Reddick uh, evacuating the number eight car, going over to the 45 for uh, the 23-11 team. This is a question mark to me, and I think it's going to take all this other stuff. I thought that was really interesting uh, stuff from Chris about where he thinks this is all going to shake down. And coming on the heels of that in silly season, the biggest cog, as we discussed, is Kyle Busch. I already mentioned about my computer issues, so we don't have our interview with Austin Dillon. But as a result, I thought it would be good to share kind of the media scrum at playoff media days with Kyle Busch as he discussed what's going with his situation and how things might shake out for him during silly season. Really, Look at the smile on his face no, now. Like it looks like you're having a, <laughs> a good time or feeling good. What is that? Gauging your mood. Yeah. I don't know where this reputation precedes me, <laughs> but it's annoying. It's all good. We're just working through it. Yep. Kyle, the lowest seed to come out of the playoffs and win a championship is seven. Can you guys do it from 11th this year? I would say so, yeah. I mean, points are really tight. So there's no real clear runaway. Chase has got a bit of a lead, but, um, you know, the rest of us is all pretty close, uh, especially fourth on back. So I would like to think that this year is, is going to be a bit different um, for a lot of reasons. And I, I think the car is obviously a huge piece of that with just the, uh, um, the parity. Um, I was hoping yesterday. Needs to be, yeah. So, um, again, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put a timeline on it, but obviously, you know, time is a ticking, and there's a lot of other options and a lot of other dominoes that need to fall. So, um, I think just talking amongst others is, is, I'm a first one that needs to go. Is returning to Jukas Racing an option? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Gotta ask. By what you just said, do you feel like you're one of the, your domino falls, and you say there's others to come right behind that, or? Correct. Okay. Yeah. How are you not just cracking through all of this, Kyle Bush? Just uh, a lot. <laughs> do it at home. <laughs> so, uh, it's yeah. I mean, trust me, my gut doesn't feel good, mm -hmm. um, and that's not just for decisions um, being made, but more so of decisions being weighed mm -hmm. and the perception and how you come across to all of those that you're going to disappoint, right? Like there's going to be one winner and the rest are not winners uh, if you look at it in that regard. So um, good for me, but uh, I definitely don't want to um, come across as a, as a lead on or a liar or anything like that. So that's why it's just been touch and go and trying to tread lightly. 
Right, because you are only human. I mean, people sometimes forget with their drivers or, you know, you're, you're an image out there, right? You're a stand-up in the store. You're, you're a fan's choice, you know, but you're also human. You're a person inside that uniform, and, I mean, it's okay to show how tough it must be. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure, it, it is tough. And, look, this is, I think I said it at Watkins Glen, where this is one of the toughest things that, that I've had to do and, and, and either dwell on or look forward to which one or the other um, for the last 15 years. And so you don't want to have to do this again. That's for damn sure. I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> A lot more gray hair this week or this year. <laughs> More than one that has paper in front of me, yes. Mm -hmm. Who kicked the tires at KBM last week or the week before? Who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> it was worth a shot. Do <laughs> <laughs> you feel like the weight of it is going to impact you on Sunday? And, and Say that again. Will the weight of this decision impact you on Sunday and, and kind of following up? With, if you don't return to JGR, is that, can you win a championship if that's the case? Uh, well, the first question is, is, are you talking about this Sunday or any Sunday? Sunday. Does it weigh on you? Yeah, like yeah I mean, it weighs on you every time, every every day of the week. But I think the best thing that I have for me is experience in being able to go race on Sunday. Like, I'm, I'm a racer. That's all I know. And so when I get to the racetrack every weekend, I put my helmet on. That's what I focus on is just being by myself. I do my best work inside that car. And so I don't have to think about anything besides just making that car go fast. So, um, you know, during the week, I probably have way more things to do or that's going on than I'd like to be able to focus on making that car go fast on Sunday. So, um, but that'll hopefully soon, as you said, seven to 10 days be put, put to rest. When, when you go, when you, Can I win a championship this year? Sure. I mean, we, I feel like we're a top five, top six team right now. Um, myself, Ben, the 18 team and where we're at, we just need to clean up some of our mistakes and, um, you know, speeding on pit road, that's on me, you know, running over the air hose, whatever, just things, um, you know, but some of the stuff that we've had happen to us, we can't really clean up because it's not of our doing. It's just getting caught up in wrecks and, and stuff like that. So, um, but I do feel like we're a top five, top six team. And I don't think that the ones that are in front of us, all of those guys are going to be perfect to make the final four when it comes to the round of eight. And so we'll, you know, we, we can surprise our, I wouldn't say we surprise ourselves, but we could, we could put ourselves in that. So for my final thought today, let's talk about the playoffs. It's fascinating to me how there's really not any true favorite in this year's playoffs. I mean, I guess Chase Elliott would be the odds-on favorite. He's accumulated quite a bit of playoff points, but bad luck and those playoff points get eaten up pretty quickly. I I don't know that there's like a definitive favorite in the playoffs. I think if I was picking my championship four right now, I would probably go with experience. Because this is such a crazy grind. I like Chase. I like Kyle Larson. I like Denny Hamlin. And I like Joey Logano. I think that it could just as easily be Ross Chastain in there. I honestly think Austin Sendrick has been running really well. And I wouldn't be surprised if he won a race in one of the rounds. And kind of, you know, finagled his way to advance. Maybe in the round of eight you know, from the round of 16 to the round of 8 or the round of 8, you know, you know, or the round of 12 to the round of 8. So I don't know. I don't know what to think, and I like it. I, You know, last year everybody knew that barring some sort of crazy meltdown, 
that Kyle Larson was probably going to win the championship, at least be in the championship four. And the year before, you felt like either Denny Hamlin or Kevin Harvick would be in the championship four. Hamlin got in there. He, he lost to, to Chase Elliott, but, you know, he was one of the dominant cars in the championship four. I don't know that you can count on that this year. And I kind of like it. So that's my thoughts on the playoffs. Be sure to, you know, share yours with me at WCYB underscore Heather if you have some thoughts on the playoffs in NASCAR. Hopefully my computer issues will be cleared up next week. We will have a more traditional version of the podcast, but enjoy Darlington and we'll see you next week.